0: introduce our speakers tonight Uh, just a couple things i want to mention before i do and that is on the stage up here we have love offering baskets typically how we do it here is anytime during worship after service tomorrow if you'd like to leave a love offering in there for dr francis miles and his wife carmella and their ministry please do it if it's a check make it out to vcf and we'll write one check in the end so we'll take it and make it real simple for them okay And, uh, again, I just want you to open up your hearts, and let's give a warm welcome to Dr. Francis
1: and Carmela Miles. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Pastor Doug. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. My God, we kept flying and flying. I said, one day we'll arrive. I had no idea America could be this big. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> but I'm glad to have arrived safely with my wife, and uh, we have been well received by Pastor Doug and uh, Father Robert, Hen- uh, Robert Henderson and Bob and everybody else has been amazing and uh, I'm looking forward to an amazing weekend. Are you? Yes. Come on somebody, Amen. I think we have got over 70 people that are live streaming. Let's put our hands together for people that are live streaming, are live streaming or from all over the America because they couldn't be here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I want my wife to come and just quickly greet you. I mean, this beautiful woman of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Honey, you want to just come and greet the people? Amen. I mean, she's one of the most creative people. One of the most creative people I've come across. And uh, her creativity has been a blessing to my life. To the to the body of Christ around the world, even what she's wearing comes from a prophetic hat. So it just You will really be blessed with what she, God has given.
0: Well, I just wanted to greet everyone and let you know how much I truly appreciate this this state, this church, and everybody here. You know, one of the blessings of being in the ministry is to be able to that we are actually meeting people, like amazing people. Like I would never have thought about meeting, you, meeting people unless we are just in, uh, in ministry and seeing places. Like yesterday or the day before, we actually were in the Crater Lake. And God has blessed us because it was not raining like tonight. <laughs> and uh, we also um, went, the uh, brother um, Robert uh, and his wife Barb has blessed us to go to, uh, to a farm. I think most of you know them, uh, the Alexanders who owns the, the A2 milk. I've never had milk like that. I don't normally eat milk, but when I ate, I mean, when I, when I drank this milk, I was like, whoa, it didn't even bother my stomach at all because it's A2. I don't know if you, you know, but, but that's what, I, now I've been drinking it. I, I just love it. But again, thank you so much for having us here. It's been amazing. So here we go.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm very excited. We have amazing things. I'm going to tell you how the weekend is going to go. But before I do, uh, one of my, my, my anointings God has given me by the grace of God, he has really uh, gifted me with books that really make a difference in people's lives. And uh, my books are all over the world. As a matter of fact, my book, I'm now known more for my books than anything else. It's been amazing, even, even with governments, it's been amazing to see how, where God has taken his books. But a funny story, when the Lord um, gave me the, the, the spirit of revelation that's upon my life, the first time that he taught me about it, uh, believe you me, I, was, I, I threw a tantrum. Because I thought that was very, you know, I, I, I didn't think that was very nice of God. Uh, Because in 1989, when I got born again, I mean, I came out, I was so poor, when poor people saw me, they got encouraged. They were like, I thought I was doing bad until I saw him, help him, Jesus. You know, come on somebody, man. I was one of those poor people that made poor people think like, you know why it's not really that bad. And you know, I thought I was, but this brother needs prayer, Jesus, you know. So I come, to get, I come to Christ under that kind of burden. And I'll forget, but I never forget, but I came to the Lord in, with fire because I, I had an encounter with him face to face. In 1989, nobody prepared me for it. But boy, does it change your life. And uh, so I got born again in Assemblies of God Church and I would go to church uh, Saturday and Sunday. I walked. I mean, I've never walked so much in my life. I walked like every weekend, I think I walked about 14 miles. Just between the Sunday and the, and, and the Saturday. Uh, Saturday was youth. Sunday was the normal church. And I remember one day I'm walking through the African sun. And it was just burning me down. I was sweating. Passing through this dusty winding road. I just got discouraged by my own poverty at that time. That I cried in desperation. You know, I felt like, Peter, Lord, we have left everything. What are, what's going to be done for us, you know? At, at one of those moments, I said, Lord, you know, I, I mean, I, I've left everything for you, Lord. I love you, Lord. But God, you know, you know, I cried to God. I said, God, what do you do for me? Okay? Now, in my mind at the time, I'm thinking if, the, if God can just give the brother a bike, that would be amazing. If God could just give me a bicycle, you know, hook me up with a bicycle, that would have been amazing. And immediately the Lord's answer to me was immediate on the spot. But then I threw a tantrum because I didn't understand it. I'm like, really? I asked God, what do you give me? He responded and he said to me, I give you the spirit of revelation. I didn't speak for him for three days. (laughs) I'm like, who wants revelation? Come on, give the brother a bike or something. (laughs) Revelation. You know, and it's very funny. The Lord, you know, laughs with me over it. But today, the reason why people know me the reason why I've been on seed roads many times, the reason why I've done this is your day with Benny Hinn, is because of the revelation. So imagine that what God gave me in 1989 that I threw away, I mean with the tantrum, thank God, God kept it on, kept it on me. Is the reason why I'm even here. And so I'm excited to, for what God is going to reveal this weekend. Amen? Amen? I'm a child of the supernatural because I was dying when Yeshua met me in 1989. And I got gloriously, supernaturally delivered. Okay? Healed overnight overnight, by a face-to-face encounter with Yeshua. You know, and uh, I say this to say this, that if you're believing God for the supernatural touch of God, you are in the right place. Amen? Amen. Not because I'm here, because Jesus is here and I believe in him. Talk to me somebody, Amen? Amen. How many want a healing in your body this weekend? Talk to me somebody. Amen. We're going to lay hands. But I'm mean, going want some fresh fire this weekend. Yeah. He gives both fresh fire, healing, all of it. Amen. It's going to be part of this weekend. Amen. So I wrote a couple books that are very, very powerful. Of all the books I've written, this is probably the, my, the most important book I've ever written and will ever write. And I've written some amazing books. But not, nothing, nothing that eclipses this book. It's called The Order of Melchizedek the order of Melchizedek had been given two doctorates by two colleges in America they said it's a doctorate they said to me Dr. mouse it's a doctoral thesis ever written in the body of Christ they did a research nothing came close on the internet 350 pages on the Melchizedek order the priesthood of Jesus and I don't repeat myself once they couldn't believe that you could write a book this big on the Melchizedek because they thought it's only mentioned three times in the Bible how can you write a book and, the, and well here it is we've graduated over 6,000 live students in our autumn McKissick school now over 6,000 moving towards 7,000 live students who are graduates of the of the school of ministry praise God in about, five, in about four continents this book is available to you amen? amen amen if you don't buy a copy of this book we do cast out demons before it's over okay <laughs> The Order of Melchizedek, it's a very powerful book, life-changing, you know, uh, it helped me truly understand why Yeshua was so different, why David was so different, you know, you never truly understand King David until you understand the Order of Melchizedek, and how that made him completely different from any of the kings of Israel, and why Yeshua ultimately had to come through the lineage of David, not any other king, and um, uh, powerful stuff. The latest book I did uh, was on. I did this on, it was on it supernatural with my dear friend Sid Roth. How many watch It's supernatural with Sid Roth? Anybody know the guy called Sid Roth? Amen. Well, if you don't know him, amen, you are missing out. He's one of the most premier uh, investigative journalists in the Body of Christ on the phenomenon of the supernatural. His first interview with Kath- was with Catherine Kuhlman over forty years ago. So you know he's been interviewing a lot of people in the supernatural and man and uh, so i was we just came out of his show uh this is the book i wrote my first prayer book called dangerous prayers from the courts of heaven that destroy evil altars he told me why do you call them dangerous prayers i said any prayer guaranteed to be answered is a dangerous to the devil you know and then during the time i was doing the book sidroth called me i was in i was suffering for the lord in puerto rico by an Oceanside Hotel. Talk to me somebody. So many ways to suffer for Christ in this world. He calls me and we talked for about 40 minutes which is very rare for Cedro. But he was so excited because one of the chapters in this book is the seven places where Jesus shed his blood. He had never seen it like that. He called me and said, Francis, I believe the seven places teaching that you have in this book is incredible. To me, it's worth the price of the book. But I think we should make a bookmark that because I believe that those seven places of where the blood of Christ was shed, if many believers knew about it and what each place did for them, they would take communion on a daily basis. And he said, "Friends, I really believe the body of Christ would see more miracles if they took communion seriously. So I said, let's do a bookmark and see if we can encourage people around the world to take more communion. So we put this together. So these bookmarks are available for you at the table. They're very, very nice. Okay, dangerous prayers. Who is a, uh, who is the number one? I don't even know if I can say that. Maybe I can ask Pastor Doug if he's, if he's here. Who is an intercessor in this house? Who really prays for this church? Who is the main intercessor? Okay. Who? Okay. You raise your hand. I'm gonna give it to you. What's your name? What? Teresa. I'm gonna bless you with it. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah amen <laughs> who is in business who is in business who is in business who's in business in business okay the order of my Catholic. I want to bless you with that brother amen it it, it it helped me really uh shed off all the religious uh the religious baggage I had about being in ministry and being a king at the same time when God released me I tell you uh, it changed my life completely I've been able I'm a minister of the gospel but boy i'm also a businessman and doing very well in business too you know come on somebody you know and so we're able to be, be a blessing to many people around the world particularly orphans because we are able to do both and priest stuff amen the first time i went on seedroth i uh, i was i i went there because of a teaching I'm, I'm doing tomorrow night so i won't say a lot about this but uh, i had an encounter with yeshua in texas where the lord appeared to me in the glory cloud And he came to show me how to shift the genetics of people and and how to break generational curses permanently. So he taught me a tool called Jumping the Bloodline. And I wrote a book on it called Breaking Generational Curses Under the Order of Melchizedek. It was my first show on the supernatural. We have had hundreds of thousands of miracles with this revelation. So tomorrow, we are going to do Jumping the Bloodline. So we're going to have that tomorrow night. Now tonight, I'm going to be teaching on this. I Speak to the Earth, Release Prosperity. This is a big deal, and I'm going to explain to you why. This is such a big deal. God told me, open up with this when you go to my children in Oregon. So we're going to be, so this book, I Speak to the Earth, this Prosperity, is available as well at the back there. Then I did a book on, the first book I ever did on the courts of heaven, is which went to number 100 on all of Amazon, which is very unusual for Christian books to be number in the top 100 on Amazon. But this book stayed there for a couple of days, you know, issuing divine restraining orders from the courts of heaven. How many know God is a judge? Is that right? It's only, you know, it is. how many know God is higher than John Roberts? Talk to me, somebody. How many know that God is higher than Samuel Alito? God is higher than, in other words, how many know God as a judge is higher than the nine justices? so here is the righteous judge so the court of heaven has the highest level of power than any other court Actually, the way canceled lawsuits using the courts of heaven i mean i remember reversing a sentence of a young man who was facing fifteen years in canada i mean it was a foregone conclusion uh... the judge was going to give him fifteen years five no five years on the minimum He wanted to go for the mark but at least five years you know a night before they went for the, the judgment, the mother called me desperate, and we, over the phone, I took on the court of heaven. The boy repented for what he did. He was caught with guys dealing drugs. He should not have been there. He was raised in a Christian family, but he lost his way, and was about to pay for it dearly. Well, we, we went in the court of heaven, you know, and we, issued, we asked her to issue a divine restraining order against the judge. The judge was known for giving stiff sentences. This particular judge was under... And he just happened to be the one that keep, picked up his docket. And the, and the lawyer said to me, you could not have picked up the worst type of judge for your case. He loves he's known for stiff penalties. Well, we went to the court of heaven that night. The morning, the mother is petrified. The boy is petrified. The lawyers are like, you know, it's a Hail Mary. You know, and then all of a sudden the judge looks at the boy doing the sentence and he said, you know what? I had made up my mind I was going to give you a minimum of five because I, I think people who do what you do, they, I, mean, I find them despicable. And I, I always want to make a, an example. Then he said, but young man, I've had a change of heart. And the lawyer said, what? These lawyers have done, the, what? He said to me, he said to, he said to the young man, young man, stand up. You know, he said, would you promise me I would never see you in a courtroom again? And, I mean, the boy would have promised, hey, talk to me somebody. This boy was like you know, he was like, yes sir, yes sir, yes, yes, your honor, he said, okay, if you promise me I'll never see you again, I'm going to give you an 18 month suspended sentence. 18 months. Okay, if you don't offend in 18 months, you do go away. Okay, the lawyers told him that when it was over, we didn't do that. That was a miracle. Because we argued, I mean, he was adamant, you know, so I may know, so the court of heaven is a real place in the spirit. Okay? So that's available. I will, amen? Um, and then tomorrow morning, I think we have a service. What time is tomorrow morning service? 10 o'clock? Thank you. Some, 10 a.m. Thank you, Pastor Doug. I'm going to give this to you, man of God. Do you have this? The Battle of Altars? Okay. I wrote this. It's one of the best books I've ever written on the Battle of Altars. I'm going to be teaching on this tomorrow morning. Man of God, I'm going to give this to you. Thank you. Love you, man. Amen? Praise the Lord. And I want to give one more of my wife's stuff. What's your name, sis? Eh? Kimmery? First time here? Or you come to the church? How did you you end up here tonight? A friend. Okay. You invited her? You you invited her? Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? We can bless and not bless the friend then, okay? My God, amen. That's what what it pays to invite a friend, so, amen. So you, you you invited us, so you get this book on restraining orders, and then you get the prayers on restraining orders. My wife put together. You can. This is this is the most popular thing we have on our table. People frame it and pray those restraining orders every day. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, for, for the rest of you, I'll be signing books out the table. <laughs> amen. I love you guys. Amen. Very, very excited to be here. Again, Vineyard Christian Fellowship. Just love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Now, I, I, you guys, you have my video ready? You know what you guys are? My, so I'm kind of... Uh, let's watch that and then I'm going to teach this is our, our coming conference in October. Maybe you can attend live or, or live streaming. So I can understand that when Mary is in that crowd, Pardova is crying for them to choose Jesus over Barabbas. But she doesn't understand the mystery of redemption. That Jesus did not come to the world to die a normal death because a normal death does not do anything for you and I. There should not be any effect of death on any part of your life. The actual sign of Pentecost is the power of authorized utterance at a higher level where your words pierce the hearts of people and they can't shake the impression of what you created.
0: Every one of us have a choice. You can choose blessing. You can choose cursing. You can choose life. You can choose death. Either one. Every one of us have an opportunity to make a choice. If you're up against principalities and powers and Satan is knocking you around, put praise on in your car. Put praise on in your house.
1: You see, God wants you to know today that he wants to pull you somewhere that maybe you don't know what it looks like, but it looks a whole lot better than wherever you at right now.
0: God never changes his mind. He just may take you out of a spot that you should have been in that w- would have been easier for you, but he'll always put you right exactly where you're supposed to be. God wants you to know it's not by your might, it's not by your power, but your spirit
1: is going to raise up in you. And he's going to take you right through that mountain. Every knee shall bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In the midst of defilement,
0: in the midst of evil, God has a remnant people of samuels that have been raised in the midst of debauchery have been raised in the midst of a house that is unclean and impure and many of you are the samuels that are being raised up that your words will not fall on the ground
1: Amen. That is our biggest conference of the year. We do it downtown Atlanta. It is, I mean, you get in that hotel. I mean, you feel like you've arrived in heaven a little bit. I mean, you don't get to leave. It's on the same venue. We had been here last year and uh, Bishop to the Bismarck. and Boy, did they do an amazing job. But this year we've got Dr. Lance Warner and others. It's going to be amazing. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Numbers. Numbers 23:23. 23, 23. Again, we welcome everybody that's streaming from around the world. We love you. We appreciate you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Numbers 23, 23. I'm going to be using the King James Version because this particular revelation, you know, comes out much more clear in the original translation, in the King James Version. And this is why I'm using the King James Version because it is the closest to the Aramaic Bible of the English Bibles. And so some of the translators did not water down some important words that we need to look at today when we deal with this powerful subject today we are dealing with. Today I'm going to talk to you about a very powerful mystery the Lord revealed to me in Zambia. Actually, I call this revelation the most expensive revelation God has ever given me because I almost died receiving it from the Lord. That's how, and it has been amazing to see how God has used it around the world to release the destinies of his people and their prosperity to another dimension. It's going to change your life. It's going to make you think, it's going to make you look at some, it's going to make you look at the earth very differently from the way you have understood it. And so I, I want to look at Numbers 23, 23. Uh, Bible says, surely, surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Okay? And there is no divination or witchcraft, is that right? Against Israel. That's Numbers 23, 23. Is that right? According to this time, Numbers 23, 23, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel what God has what? Wrought. Is that right? So God is telling us that if we are walking, uh, literally, if we're walking with God, we ought to not be affected by witchcraft. But it, when we are, it's because the enemy must have found a legal opening or God is allowing us in order to teach us something, a higher truth. Well, I, I, I begin here because my story kind of begins here as well. Okay? So, yeah. Uh, Tonight, we're going to do something, we're going to do a a very powerful prophetic act that that I believe is going to change your life significantly. It's going to change your understanding of the planet you live in, your stewardship of it, and what is available to you supernaturally if you truly understand the earth and what God did with the earth. So I want to speak to you about, I speak to the earth, Lily's prosperity. Say with me. I speak to the earth. Lily's prosperity. That is the message we I bring to you today from a powerful book I wrote over there uh, that will be available during the week, during the weekend. Okay. And while you are, uh, you um. Uh, what is this? I want now. T- I want you to. Um. Turn to the uh, the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. Just, just be there, because I'm going to be going there. I'm going to be going there. But before I go there, I need to give you a context for the revelation. In May of 2015, I was in North Carolina on the east coast, preaching in a church uh, that, was, that, was, that was under my apostolic covering uh, and uh, as part of our apostolic network. Uh, and uh, just before I went on the pulpit to speak, a text arrived on my phone, and I checked it, and the text completely, you know, broke me because of the message it contained. It was for my brother, Emmanuel, in the Republic of Zambia, where I was born. And he simply said, my brother, our dear mother, Esther, has just transitioned into the heavenly realms. Tears began to flow down my face freely because my mother was my hero. We are very, very close. You know, I, lo- I was close to my mother, to my father and my mother, but much more my mother. Okay? I don't I, I'm not ashamed to admit I was mama's boy. Come on now. hmm So I began to cry. I, I mean, I was so affected by this, you know, I wanted to be there, at least as, Lord my God, I, you know, but, you know, I just, made, I just met with her a year prior to her death. We, you know, but you know how you wish you were there, okay? So I'm crying through that. The woman, a pastor, was hosting me, realized what was? He go- came to me. Said, "I said to the her, why 'Why you're crying?'" I showed her the text. She said, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." She said, we, we, "We can prolong the worship, and give you some time to come to kind of collect yourself." I said, "Thank you." I left the sanctuary and I went in the in the parking lot, and I just began to I just let the tears flow freely. As I dealt with the, with with the transitioning, of my beloved mother right there in the parking lot, Lord Jesus gave me an open vision. It was like watching a television. It was that clear. There was zero distortion. Clarity like you not believe. I think it is the most clearest vision I've ever had and I've had some good ones, but this was just the best. The Lord showed me my mother entering The purry regards. The only time I've ever seen somebody enter heaven. You know people are going to heaven, you believe it by faith because you know the Bible, you know how they lived. Okay? But to actually say it was really spectacular. My mother's face looked like the face of an angel. Literally, I could hardly recognize her. But I did. Boy, was this woman happy. Talk to me, somebody. She did not look like a woman thinking about going back to her husband. <laughs> Just like, yeah, brother man, I'll see you later. Talk to me, somebody. <laughs> she was so beautiful. So much joy. When I looked at her, I felt guilty for crying about her, lo- her, her departure. I'm like, who would want to take that kind of joy out of the face of anybody to get her to give you two more years? Come on. That is amazing. And peace like a river came into my heart. And immediately all the sorrow was gone. I began to laugh. I had holy laughter. I was so, I mean, I had holy laughter just, wow, oh, God. I said, girl, you're looking amazing. Pyrrhic, you got it like that. The opening, I mean, it was amazing. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Francis, she's in my hands now. Always well. I went back in the service and I preached my hat out. I dedicated the message to my mother, that's why I preached my hat out. I got on a plane to go to Africa to put our body to rest, being the firstborn son. It was my duty to make sure that uh, our home going was beautiful. I paid for everything. So I flew over there and unbeknown to me that this trip would be a game changer. I would come out of Africa with a revelation, if you had told me before my mother's death that I would ever write a book called I Speak to the Earth, Let It's Prosperity, I would think you're crazy. But sometimes the most powerful things that change our lives are things that we're not looking for. We get arrested by them. So I go to Zambia and uh, we, our, our home going was on a Thursday and uh, it was beautiful. People got saved. It was a lot of celebrations, you know, you know, and um, then I got a call on. Uh, I, I got a call after the the home going from a friend of mine. is a white American who had moved as a missionary to Zimbabwe and built one of the biggest churches in Zimbabwe in Harare by the name of Tom Duchelle. And uh, Tom calls me. He says, "Father, the amount. Sorry uh, call, call for your mother's for your mother's transitioning." I'm praying for you, brother. I, I, said, I said, thank you. you know, I, uh, and then, uh, then he said to me, but since you are just 45 minutes by flight, uh, you're going to be here next week when you going back to the USA. He said, well, I'm still here. I said, well, why don't you fly to Zimbabwe next week? We have 5,000 delegates that will be waiting, who are coming to a conference, who would love for you to lend your voice to the conference. I said, okay, I'll do that. So I, I booked a flight to fly to Harare, to, 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 to Zimbabwe on a Monday. So the weekend, we went through the weekend, you know, everything was phenomenal. On Monday, I, f- I told a friend of mine that I want you to come and pick me up as a pastor. I said, come and pick me up, drive me to the airport so we can hang out on my way out. From where I was staying to the airport it was a 45-minute ride. And when I woke up that morning, that Monday, I was feeling fantastic. I was just, I mean, just great. Excited. Full of energy. So then my guy come, comes and picks me up. I get in the car. We begin to drive to the airport. Halfway, th- halfway to the airport, I recognized I was in trouble. Literally halfway to the airport, I was so deathly sick that I felt I was going to pass out. But even more stranger than that was the way, the way the attack came. I literally felt like half of my body was being buried in dirt. The sensation of being, I mean, the way you would feel like if you went to the beach and you got, you, you, got, you, you know, your weight and then all that sand is sticking to your body you know, before you dry out yourself and, you know, kind of, you know, if you've been to the washing lately. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, the stickiness of soil, how it feels sticky, sticky, and you, you, you want to shower it off. That is how I was feeling. Half of my body. It was so real, so tangible, I began to, I mean, I mean my hands involuntarily Began to do what you normally do if you're by the beach. I wanted to wipe out the dirt, except I was wiping out my clothes, going like this. Uh, and my friend said, what's going on? I said, brother, I'm in trouble. I have had, had spiritual warfare before, but this is another level of spiritual warfare. I can have nothing to compare it to. All I can tell you is I feel like somebody is burying me alive. Let's pray in tongues and break this. So we began to pray. We thought maybe we began to pray. We prayed, we prayed. The last 20 minutes going to the airport. Boy, we prayed the whole way to the airport. It did not diminish at all. The, the, the feeling of being buried alive the, was rising. Okay? Now it was above my loins. And something told me, if this thing gets to my head, I'm dead. Because I was getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. So, then I started thinking, you know what? I said, I said you know what? Demons are very territorial. Maybe, you know, maybe these are Zambian. I started thinking, if I can just get on the plane and get to Zimbabwe, these are Zambian demons that will stay in Zambia. They have no visa to enter Zimbabwe. Come on, somebody. Amen? So I thought, well, these streets are territorial, so I'm being pop, you know, so maybe if I can so now I began to look forward to get on the plane, to get out of this place, because I thought things would shift in the air. Talk to me somebody. The demons will find out they had no ticket to get on the plane. Talk to me somebody, and they'll just leave me alone. okay? So I got to the airport, and I told my friend, I said, do not go anywhere, stay with the car in the parking lot of the airport until I call you and tell you I'm on the plane, don't leave. Because by the time I got to the airport, I was walking literally like a 90-year-old man. I came out like this, I could hardly move my luggage. I was going like this. So they had the the security man assigned to So they assigned somebody to help me walk through this, but I was walking so slow because that's just, it took every, every step was an effort. Every step was a major effort to move one faith upon the next. Never happened in my life. And I've seen all kinds of things. You know, you know, when you walk in the supernatural, you do a crusade around the world, you see a lot of things. Okay? I've seen witches give up, the, give up everything they were doing in one of my crusades and they get born again. I've seen it. So it's not like I've not seen the supernatural. It was the way I was raised. You know, when you, when, when, when you meet Jesus face to face, you are spoiled for the supernatural. I, I mean, <laughs> you can, nothing more supernatural than Yeshua appearing to you, trust me. Nothing, nothing, nothing comes close. So I was not a novice to the supernatural. And being born in Africa, I was not an novice to warfare either. But this was another level. So the man who was, who was taking me to the, uh, to the, to the, to the plane, is talking to me the whole way. He says, he says, sir, you don't look okay. Are you sure you want to get on the plane? You know, you don't look okay. I, but I was determined to get out. I said, no, brother. I know I'm not feeling great, but I need to get out of here. You don't understand, I gotta get out. Okay. So finally, we get to where we get off, we got we 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 get to where you can see the plane on the on the runway. They were calling for me because everybody was on it. Okay. Amen. If this was America, the plane would have left me, but this is Africa, okay? <laughs> They'll wait for you. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You live when you live, okay? <laughs> come on now <laughs> amen so they're calling me to come on and I'm walking so slow cause I'm I, I, mean, I mean I am he- breathing so heavily because everything is an effort and all of, for the first time throughout this attack the Holy Ghost spoke he spoke very clearly in an almost audible voice that's how clear it was he said to me, Francis, if you get on the plane, you die. It was as simple as that, as clear as that. If you get on the plane, you dead. And immediately when he said that, I had a vision of me being, dying on the plane. He said to me, he, he, said, he said, is this what you want for Tom? Because Tom will be receiving your cops, not a preacher, <laughs> on the end of this. If you get on the plane. He said to me, something has come on your body that needs to be broken in Zambia before you get on the plane. But, I, but if you trust me, I will walk you through this attack. So I turned to the man and I said, please tell them to get my, my, my bags off the plane. I'm not going to go. And at this moment, I'm so weak. I tell him, while you are at it, why don't you call for an ambulance? I had never been an inside of my, an ambulance my, in my life until then. So, the, the security caught for the ambulance. Quickly, the ambulance came uh, and I was, they wheeled me on a Ghani. They picked me up. When I got on the Ghani, I was almost losing consciousness. They whisk—they took me to the clinic at the airport to try to see what they can do with me. The nurse was in jail. There was no doctor. There was just a uh, a, a, um, a, a chief nurse. I mean, with all the different things, because it was not meant to be a hospital. It's a clinic, so she had everything they needed. But but when she checked my pulse, she checked my blood pressure, my sugar, her eyes bowed, and like she had seen a ghost. Because in her career, she had never seen those kind of numbers where somebody was not comatose. She says, sir, you should be in a coma. You should not be talking to me, the numbers I'm seeing. So she, she freaks out. And so she starts doing whatever she was doing, putting me some, uh, she put me some, some heavy medication to try to blow down my blood pressure, my issues, all of that stuff. Okay? And while she's doing that, the Holy Spirit said to me, Francis, don't focus on her. Let her do what she needs to do for the body. But this will not be broken by this. What you're fighting with is a higher level of demonic attack that's come against your body, but I am going to walk you through it. Is it not amazing to know the voice of the Holy Spirit? That's why I tell people, develop intimacy with the Holy Spirit before you need to test it. Talk to me, somebody. I don't think when you get attacked by the devil, that's when the, that's when you want to hear. How do you, you know the, that's not that's not the time to ask to ask Pastor Doug. How do you hear from the voice of the Holy Ghost? You should have known by now. Talk to me, somebody, amen. Right. You know. And so anyway, this really helped me because I developed I developed that very well, and boy, did it serve me. He said to me, Francis, I'm going to walk you through this praying tongues, and I called my friend the other my friend. I said, I said, where are you? As I'm still in the parking lot. Said, Come to the clinic they got me here. I'm not leaving. So he came. So while the woman, for three hours, she's trying to lower down my, my blood pressure and all the different vital signs to make sure that she could feel comfortable enough to put me in a car to get me to a much larger hospital. You know, so three hours later, she said, okay, I've done what I can do. We've got to get this man to a larger hospital. They moved me to a hospital called St. John's Hospital. When I got to St. John's, There was a female doctor on duty. My family members had already arrived. They had heard about the attack. So they were there. They were praying. You know, everybody was very apprehensive because we just buried my mother and they were not ready to bury me too. (laughs) They're like, oh boy, this will be bad. You know, and uh, so I get to the hospital. The female doctor looks at me. She does my vitals. Our eyes also bowed. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm bad like that. (laughs) She said, boy, she began to back orders to the nurses. Please get him in a room. This man is serious. We need to really, uh, he's really sick. We need to do things around. So she's running around making things happening. They put her tubes on me, all that kind of stuff. And uh, because I was so weak, I was not, they they told me they want to keep me up overnight. And uh, they put me in one of those, you know, those you know those famous hospital gowns that are just big enough to cover your front. They don't believe in you being covered from the behind. It's like they want to see everything. Don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if the hospital came up. I don't know how they came up with this idea. You know, it's like all hospitals don't have enough cloth for what they make. You know, so I'm in one of those things. You know, it's holding every time I'm, every time I went, to it, I had to hold it like that. You know. They put me in that thing. I was so weak. My brother said, "You know." My brother said, "You know what?" Uh, they elected one of my brothers by the name of Stephen to sleep in the hotel room. Oh, no! Sorry, in the, in the in the to sleep in the room in the in the hospital room. They said he's so weak. Anytime he needs to go to the restroom, he can't even walk there. You're gonna sleep with him tonight. Make sure that every time he needs to go to the restroom, you're there to pick him up and get him in. So the night began like that. My wife was not with me on this trip. We normally travel together. But she had remained in America on this particular time. And um, then all of a sudden I, she was on the phone with a prophet from California. A very powerful prophet from California. Thank God for the prophets. Amen? Amen. I'm talking about thank you for real prophets, not these prophet liars. Talk to me somebody. Amen? This guy was one of those real prophets. He gets on the phone, and he begins to prophesy. He says, man of God, the Lord is saying, the attack that's come on your life is a serious attack of witchcraft. And he says, by the way, uh, there is a couple of witches that have that said, that have made a vow that you're not going to leave Zambia alive. You'll die there. And then he began, and by the word of knowledge, he began to describe one of the women, he said, at your mother's funeral, was there a woman who looked like this? Because she's one of the witches that is, that, is doing, that is doing this to you. And without having been to my mother's funeral, he described a woman I remember at my mother's casket. He described how she looked, what kind of dress, I mean, even the colors. I mean, that's, that, that is supernatural. I mean he described everything. He said to me, Francis, was this woman at your mother's funeral? I said, Yes, she was. I remember very clearly. He said, Well, she's one of the witches who have said he will not live Zambia alive. But we're going to pray and break this witchcraft that is coming against your body. So we began to pray. We began to pray. I think we prayed for about thirty minutes. My wife, me, my wife and this guy, I was so awake I could just I mean I, mean, I, I mean, I followed along, but it was more them praying for me, you know, praying for me. But I began to feel a breakthrough beginning to happen. Things began to break. But I knew I was not out of the woodwork yet because I was still weak. But now I felt a little bit better because what I, had been, what I was fighting was clearly identified. So after the phone call, I turned to my brother Stephen. I said, Steven, I don't care who we upset tonight. But we are going to do what Paul and Silas did when they were in prison. We're going to praise the Lord. Help me praise my way out of this demonic attack. So, he happens to be a worship leader in our family. And so he began to lead worship. We went from one praise song to the next. I think we must have worshipped for close an hour. We just made some noise in the hospital room. Okay? While we are worshipping the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke for the second time. He says to me, Francis, get up. Okay? <laughs> Isn't it amazing how God is always trying to get you to do what you want to do? <laughs> get up. I'm like, oh, it. Get up. He said to me, get up, go outside the hospital yard. I thought the Holy Ghost was trying to to do a hospital break. Talk to me, somebody. Let me say, are we, we going to make a run for it, <laughs> Holy Ghost? <laughs> are you here? Uh, amen? amen. Is this going to be called escape from St. John's? Talk to me, somebody. Amen. He says, "Get out!" So I told I told my boy, my brother, I said, "Steven, get me out into the hospital yard. I believe the Lord wants me to go out the hospital yard. You know." So we 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 so he, I, I put my arms around him, and walked slowly. We, we end up in the hospital yard. Okay, <laughs> we get in the hospital yard. Look very look, looking, very comical. I'm putting my hands around him, the other hand holding, so that everyone doesn't see it. Doesn't see. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. And we're there. It was 2 a.m. in the morning. The moon was out. They had the headlights outside, so visibility was there. So I'm standing over there in the hospital yard. You know, and um, then the Holy Spirit said to me, Francis, go to the flower bed. I said, Stephen, the the Lord said, I need to go to the flower bed. Okay? So, he's looking at me like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, his eyes are like, is this getting worse? Should I be calling the doctor or somebody? Because, But he he said, okay. So, I put my arms around him. And we, I, we, 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 it gets me to the flower bed, flower bed. What happened next will change my life forever. And yours tonight. And the Holy Spirit speaks for the third time now. He said, Francis, take your hand and dip it in the dirt. In the dirt. He said, yeah, pick up the dirt. So I put my hand in the dirt, I picked it up, and the Holy Spirit said to me, Francis, the witches that have been trying to kill you, and the reason you have been feeling like half of your body is being buried in dirt, is because it is being buried in dirt. The witches that are trying to kill you spoke to the earth, and they told the earth to swallow your body, and the earth is doing what it was told. He said to me, Francis, I want you to speak to the land. Speak to the earth and tell the earth who you are. Now, if, talk to me somebody. Man, if you had told me I would be speaking to dirt, I told him in the morning, I thought you were crazy. Man, I was in New Age La La Land right now. Talk to me somebody. Now, remember, I'm holding dirt and I'm hearing the Lord speaking, but my theological mind is going through conniptions. Because I have no theology for what God is telling me. I know it's God, but there's no theology, you know, for me to to try to kind of make sense of what God is saying. But it says to me, speak to the earth. Tell the earth who you are. Tell the earth who I am? Yeah, tell it who you are. And command it to release you and let you go. And watch what happens. So right there, the anointing comes upon me. Stephen's eyes are big. Because <laughs> here I am, and I began to speak to dirt. Talk to me, somebody. <laughs> and I said, earth, 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 it comes out of my mouth. Earth, earth, hear the word of the Lord. I am Francis Mouse, an apostle to the United States of America. And the last time I checked, Zambia is not America. So it's not my time to die. My work in America is not finished. God has called me to do ABC. I'm prophesying to the dirt. So I now release you. This is coming out of my mouth. By the spirit of prophecy. No theology for it yet. But I know God is on the move. And I say, I say, I say, I now release you from your employment to the children of wickedness who told you to swallow my body. I release you from what they told you to do because I am the redeemed of the Lord and I said so. You know, and then the Lord said to me, "Put it back, and now watch what happens." So I took the soil, put it back in the flower bed. As soon as the uh, as soon as the dirt hit the floor, something supernatural happened that. I will never forget for as long as I live. As soon as I put back the dirt in the ground, remember the whole time, now from here, all the way down, I'm feeling like somebody who has been trying to get out of sinking sand. Remember remember the, the more you try, the deeper you get? That's how it was for me. All of a sudden, when I put back the dirt, the dirt that had been holding my body all the way down fell down to the ground with the thud. Literally, the dirt fell down, and this is what I had. And all that sensation had been feeling was gone in a split second. And then, from my, the toes of my feet, I felt electricity, the surge of God's power from my toes, and it began to go up. By the time it got to my head, I had so much energy I could run a mile. I had so much energy. My God, listen, I had so much energy my brother Stephen went from like, what was like, what just happened? Because all of a sudden, I mean, I held my thing and I was going like this. I had so much power, brother. I was, I mean, he had to catch up with me. I was walking so fast. He's like, what happened? I'm like, I'm trying to find out what happened. But boy, I feel phenomenal. So I go back in the hospital bed, hospital room where I was. I told my, 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 brother, I told my brother, I said, you know, you can go to sleep now. It's three now in the morning. He said, you can go to sleep. So he goes to sleep. I go, I go back on the hospital bed. And when I lie down, I couldn't go to sleep. How can you go to sleep after that? You do have to be crazy. So the theologian in me now rises. I said, Lord, come here. <laughs> we need to talk. Lord, we need to talk. And the Lord said, I know how I wired you. I was looking forward to the talk. I said, Lord, you know I love prophetic experiences, but I love the word better. So, explain yourself. (laughs) What just happened? I was speaking to dirt and dirt hurt me. (laughs) I said, Lord, what was that? He said to me, Francis, he said, what happened to you? He said to me, what happened to you is not abnormal in the realm of the spirit, is just unknown to the body of Christ. He said, unfortunately, the messengers of Satan know how to speak to the earth, but my people rarely talk to the earth. And therefore, around the world, they are suffering the consequences of having the wrong people talking to the land. Prosperity denied, destiny delayed, all kind of ills." He said to me, Francis, what you did outside is not abnormal. It looks crazy, but it's not crazy. Because I don't do crazy. He said to me, Francis, do you want to know what happened? I said, yes. So the book, this book was written in one night. The whole download of the book came from that one encounter. Wow. This book is God explaining to me what happened. Can I show you what he showed me? Yeah, yeah. Talk to me somebody. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Turn to the book of Genesis 11. Genesis 1. so Genesis 1. Not 11. Genesis 1. Verse 11 to 12. I speak to thee, my God. I said, God, what happened? And he took me, he began to explain. So, I, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna teach it as he explained it to me. And then we are going to do the prophetic act. Everybody here, I mean man of God, the man of God, Pastor Doug, he wants got some some good dirt. By the way, he got some good dirt in Oregon. Amen. Yes. Amen. This is some good dirt. Talk to me somebody, amen. But it will even be better by the time you finish talking to me tonight. Okay? So God spoke to me and said, Francis, just remember that in the book of Ephesians, Paul says this. As dear children, be imitators of God. Right? Imitating God is not imitating crazy. Is that right? right? If God is doing it, it can be crazy. Because God doesn't do crazy. It's something that's supernatural, just not known to you. Right. But once you know it, talk to me somebody. As well, when God is doing it, then it is supernaturally normal, and it belongs to your inheritance. Please remember, the Bible tells us in the book of Deuteronomy twenty-nine, twenty-nine, that the sacred things belong to the Lord. Is right? If it's hidden, then don't look for it. Is that right? Here's the point. If God has not revealed it in the Bible, it's not yours to worry about. Right. They teach you this in Bible college. When the Bible says, the sacred things belong to the Lord. Is that right? If it's not in the Bible, don't worry about it. Okay? Why? Because it said, whatever has been revealed, was revealed for us and our children's children. Right. Yeah. So if it has been revealed... Say with me, if it has been revealed, it is mine and my children's children. My children's children. So if, if God goes out of his way to reveal something, it is because that sacred knowledge is yours. And then your children's children. So God took me to Genesis one eleven. As many times as I've read the Bible, I had never seen this part of the Bible. It came alive literally it came alive so let me take you through it amen Amen. hallelujah and i'll give you some powerful testimonies and then we are going to speak to the earth tonight talk to me somebody amen Amen. Amen. whatever the enemy has held back that the earth is supposed to give you is about to release it whatever god has ordained for you to receive in the earth that has been held back by the demonic powers is about to be released
0: tonight.
1: Hallelujah. So, Genesis 1 verse 11. And God said, and God said, ever say, and God said? And God said. What did he say? And God what? Amen. Which means God is speaking, is right? right. Saying is what? Speaking. Right. And God said, let the earth, let the earth, and also to me, Francis, I, I, I says, he, said, he said, Francis, he says, who are, he says, who is speaking? I said, Lord, you are speaking. But what am I speaking to? I said, you are speaking to dirt. You are speaking to the earth. He said, you mean I, I, I was doing what you just did? I said, yes. He said, Francis, I wanted to understand I was the first being to speak to dirt. So you are in the right company. Let the earth, let the earth, God is speaking to dirt. Let, and he speaks to the earth. It says, let the earth bring forth grass. Now notice this, God said to me, Francis, how can I speak to the earth unless I give it the ability to hear my voice? Because it will be crazy to speak to something that has no capacity to hear. The only way God is speaking to the earth is because he gave it the capacity to hear his voice. Let the earth bring forth grass. God is speaking what? To the earth. And then he said to me, Francis, then he said to me, Francis, he said, the first thing you must eliminate, the first thing you must eliminate from your theology and from your mind is the mindset that the earth is just an inanimate object. He said, the earth is alive. And I want you to understand that the earth is what? Alive. He said, he said to me, she is a living creature. And I want you to see it as such. He said to me, Francis, remember when I was on the, when I was on the earth? When I told the Pharisees, when they came, remember there was a time when the Pharisees, the Sadducees, came to Yeshua because they didn't believe in the resurrection. So they thought they cornered him and they said, there was a man, there was a, there was a woman who was married to the firstborn, he died. And then according to Samaritan tradition, the young one remaining, the next one in line must marry the widow so, she can, so you can give a hair to the one that died. Well, this woman must have been the, the consensual black widow. Because all seven brothers died being married to her. I'm just wondering why t- why did you take all seven before you rescue the family? Talk to me, somebody. I think after three, losing three brothers, I'm like, talk to me, somebody, Amen. I mean all <laughs> seven. I'm like where I say my god now I'm like I was not born in that family because if I was number four, talk to me somebody after my third brother dies talk to me someone, I'm running brother. But apparently this all <laughs> seven of these guys murdered the woman and they all died, and she died last. So she was a true black widow, okay? <laughs> she died last. So they said to just Jesus in the resurrection, whose wife is she's gonna be, you know, because all seven had her. Amen. Talk to me, somebody. Now, wouldn't that be a confusing situation? <laughs> Amen. But but in answering them, Jesus said to them, You Arab, because you do not know the power of God. And then he said, he said this. He said, In the resurrection, they're gonna be that you're gonna be like the angels, neither given in marriage. So that won't be a big deal. What marriage won't even be a reference point? But then he said something, he said, For God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For God is not the God of the what? Yeah. But of the what? Yeah. So the Lord said to me, Francis. I was teaching a principle that's bigger than the story I said it in. He said, the principle, God is not a God of the dead. Meaning, God does not create anything that's dead. So he said to me, Francis, I'm the life giver. I created the earth. And because I made it, it's alive. And he said to me, that's the first thing you have to understand. That the earth is not dead. It's a living creature that can give life. And he said to me, so now watch this. So God said to the earth, he said, no." so God is speaking to the earth. Now what is he saying to the earth? To bring forth. Everybody say bring forth. forth. Say with me, bring forth. forth. If you have your Bible, you can even see the words, bring forth, those two words. He said to me, Francis, the other thing I wanted to understand, that the primary purpose of the earth, besides being an habitation for man, the primary purpose of the earth is to bring forth. Says bring forth what? To bring forth whatever I've ordained for your destiny. The earth has an assignment to bring forth. Whatever you need for the destiny I called you to while you are on the earth. If the earth is not bringing forth, something is wrong. It says bring forth, and then it says to the earth, bring forth Grass. Now, watch what he tells to the earth. Bring forth what grass, the hip healed seed, and the fruit tree yielding what? Fruit after his kind. Watch this now. Who said is in itself. Is that right? Upon the earth. Now watch this. The Lord said to me, Francis, the evidence of hearing, Amen. The evidence of hearing is accurate response. Say with me, the evidence of hearing is accurate what? How many know that, uh, what's your name, brother? If I say to Tony, Brother Tony, please come here. Is that right? And then Brother Tony stands up and begins to go towards the back. Now you may not say anything, but your eyes are going to turn. You're like, either Brother Tony did not hear that, but even worse if he heard that and is walking away what's up with that is that right because you expect him not to walk away but to come towards me is that right because the evidence of hearing is accurate what response god said to me francis if the earth has the ability to hear your voice to hear the voice has the ability to hear the voice what is spoken to it then it must give to god what he asked for, in the exact order he asked for it. So God said, I speak to the earth, bring forth grass, hair building, seed, and fruit tree, in that order. Is that right? Is that right? There was a sequence to what God asked. Well, God said to me, go to verse 12. Let's see if the earth heard me. If the earth heard me. Look at verse verse 12. And the earth Brought forth grass. Heb hilding seed. After his kind and the tree. yielding what fruit or seed was in itself. After his kind and God saw that it was good. So notice that the earth gave to God exactly what he asked for. In the exact order he asked for. He said, Francis, anything that can do that is a lie. And he said to me, he said, Francis, here's another thing you, know, you know, it said that about the text. That before the earth, before the earth was ever given natural seed to bring forth in its womb. Talk to me, somebody. The earth, the first seed the earth was ever given was word seed. He said to me, Francis, I would have you know that the earth is capable of bringing forth natural seed as good as in in other words, is capable of bringing forth natural seed if that's what you gave it but she's capable of bringing forth spoken seed if that's what you gave it. He said to me, the first seed, the earth the first seed, the earth (laughs) worked on was not natural corn seed or wheat or oranges. That came later. The first seed God gave. The first seed the creator gave what he created was not natural seed. He gave it spiritual seed. Word. Word. He spoke the word and the earth heard him and brought forth grass Talk to me somebody. (laughs) <laughs> he brought forth grass now watch this he brought forth grass without now today to bring forth grass you have to go to the earth take another grass whatever whatever to bring forth herbs you have to actually take a seed a natural seed right. but do you know that the first time grass came showed up god never put any seed he, he, he never put any natural seed He's, he gave it word seed right. and god said to me what is the earth not bringing forth because you've never spoken to it? He says, you see, if you don't know how to speak to the earth, you try to do your destiny by using natural means and it will take longer or the enemy will shut you down. He said, to me, First, you need to understand, I'm the one who created the earth, so if I'm talking to it, then you better join me. Because I'm trying to show you something about something I created. Who knows what's, Who knows the product than the producer? Well, the one who created the earth is speaking to dirt. So God is the first earth whisperer. <laughs> Talk to me, somebody. Are you with me? And then he said to me, but Fr- watch this now. So he said to me Francis, when you speak to the earth, release your faith because nothing happens without faith. Okay? He said to me, he said to me, release your faith. But when you speak to the earth, make up your mind what you want her to bring forth. Don't be ambiguous about it. Be specific what you want the earth to bring forth. And then you and then stand back in expectation that she has heard. Because I designed her To hear the voice of the word. See, that's why the witches spoke to the land. And spoke to it. To swallow you up. Was it doing exactly that? As a Lord. It was doing exactly that. Until when? Until you change the instruction. Then what happened? The dead fell off. He says then do not play with this living creature. Understand it. He said, the reason I allowed them to attack you was because how else could I teach you this power? That's why I told you I'm going to take you through it, but I had to teach you through it because you have got a global platform and I want this revelation, this mystery, to go back to the body of Christ. Talk to me, somebody. He said to me, because around the world, the land is in convulsion because it keeps hearing the voices of the wicked. And the redeemed are quiet because they think it's just dirt. Are you catching what I'm saying? And he said, a lot of my children, their prophecies will never come to pass. Not because I'm not ready to bring them to pass. It's because the land, they are wo- the land is supposed to hold their destiny, has been locked by the demonic powers. He said to me, "Teach my people how to unlock the land and release their destiny, and watch what happens." And I tell you, I'll give you some testimony to blow your mind today. So I'm going to I'm give you some testimonies, <laughs> real-life testimonies beyond me of what's happening around the world, where this revelation is being received by the body of Christ. It's it's amazing. So that's what God is downloading. Then he said to me, Francis to verse 26 of the same chapter. Genesis 1 26, 27. Amen. Are you with me so far? I'm going to build the revelation, then we're going to do it together. Amen. Oh my God, have mercy. Genesis 1 26, 27. God says to me, Francis. He said to me, Francis. He says, He says, Do you know? why I spoke to you to go outside into the hospital yard and speak to dirt. Because if you did not do it, you would have died prematurely because I could not speak to the land for you. I said, God, why? He says, because I do not break my word. He says, "God, Francis, I was speaking to dirt when I when God wanted cows, He spoke to the dirt. Read your Bible. Every living animal that you like, I love the steak. By the way, the next time you have steak, I just want to warn you: steak is hundred percent dirt because every cow is hundred percent what? Dirt. It's just good dirt." <laughs> God spoke to me and said, Francis, the earth has the ability to produce offspring that don't look like it, but when they die, they go back to it. Grass does not look like dirt, but if it dies, it goes back to dirt. Trees, are you tree huggers, talk to me, somebody. Trees don't look like dirt, but they come from dirt. Talk to me, Somebody. Let's, let's, let's. your bodies don't look like dirt. You look handsome. You look beautiful. Some of you spend thousands on your face. <laughs> oh, I want you to know, no matter how much money you put on your face, it's just good dirt. <laughs> Have you noticed that when you die, the Lord never lets you take the body. Why? Because it goes back to dirt. Out of dust you are taken, and to dust you shall return. Talk to me somebody. That's why God laughs at people who are so proud about how beautiful they look. Mira, mirror mirror, 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 mirror. Mirror, mirror, mirror. Mirror, mirror, mirror. Who's the fairest in, in Oregon? Grand Pass. Talk to me somebody. Amen. I <laughs> you got you know what I'm saying. They, I got you what I'm saying. And God, and the whole time God is like, whoa, look at this person idolize their dirt. <laughs> That's why Jesus said the flesh is nothing. It's nothing but good dirt. <laughs> but God doesn't mind giving you the money to take care of your good dirt. Amen. But my point is, you, when I look at your body, I don't see dirt. But the truth of the matter is, every element that's found in the, in the soil is in your body. Because your body is 100% dirt. That's why when somebody came, that's why, when, that's why one time Jesus, uh, when one time when there was a blind man who came to Jesus, the Lord, said, the, the Lord, the Lord did not even, he just went to dirt. Why? Because your eyeballs are 100% dirt. Put it back in there. It's dirt anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wondered, I wondered why he said, Lord, why would you do that? With Brattamas, you said, uh, Your eyes be open. Why did you do it? Well, he said to me, Well, there's another way. It's a short, okay, it's a I can't shortcut. So, why? Just because you honey. I know you love your eyeballs, but they're 100% dirt. So he went to the dirt. Talk to me, somebody. And he put, he put back those eyes. <laughs> are you with me so far he said to me Francis I want you to know, t- know this I know this well I give the earth the ability to produce products that don't look like it but when they decompose they go back to it so watch this now he says to me now why did I not talk to the dirt he says because something happened he said to me Francis what happened in Genesis on the sixth day of creation i said god you created me he says what but what else did i do then i went to read let, let's read it it says and god said let us make man in our image okay now so far if you read the bible up to verse 26 god is the only one speaking the dirt and dirt keeps bringing forth whatever god spoke it to it to bring forth. But you never hear God ever again speak to dirt after verse 26. There is no place in the Bible where God is speaking to the dirt. Every time you see, the only time God ever spoke to dirt is when Jesus, was when God got himself a body. Because when God got himself a body, he was now legal to speak to dirt not as God but as man. Oh, come on. It took him over 4,000 years to speak to dirt. After Genesis 1:26. Why? Because that's how long it took, it took God to find him a body. He said to me, Francis, on, in verse 26, what did I do? I delegated the authority to speak to the earth. I gave it to men. Right. I said, let them have dominion. That word dominion means, means authority. Let them now have the authority over what? The earth. So Francis, how can I speak to what I've already transferred to you? He said to me, watch this now. Are you with me so far? Oh God, have mercy. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said tonight, the earth beneath your feet is about to shift in your favor. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The earth is about to vomit some prosperity on you. You'll be like, I didn't ask for this truck, but, I, but, but thank God for the truck. It just came anyway. Guys, about to do some amazing things. Are you with me so far? So now the other question that I was struggling with, struggling with through the whole experience, I was really mad. I said, God, I don't get it. There's one thing though, I'm getting what you're, doing, what you're saying, but there's one thing I wanted to explain to me. I said, Lord, I've dealt with witches before around the world. I've had them get saved in my crusade. How did these two, how did these witches almost manage to kill me? Because I know my lifestyle. I live with God. I, I'm, I've, I mean, my life, my, there's no duplicity. What, I, what you say is what you get, okay? I'm going for God with every God. So I said, Lord, look at me. I, I, I'm the guy that wrote, I mean, sometimes you have to remind God said, Lord, I'm the guy that wrote the order of my kids, just in case you forgot. Okay? I said, how can witches almost kill me? They almost took me out. Explain to me, how were they able to affect me? That's when he took me. To, 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 write it down. Psalm 115 and verse 16. Let me read it. Psalm 115 and verse what? 16. Psalm 115. Psalm psalm 100 and what 15. 15 and verse what christine it blew my mind. this is what the lord said. He said let me tell you what happened how they were able to affect you why they almost managed to kill you okay and why i allowed you to go through the whole thing so i can give you the revelation here's what it says bro- bro- blow my mind it says the he- psalm 115 verse 16 says the heaven even the heavens okay the heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. Are the what? So in other words, heaven belongs to the Lord. Is it right? You and I have no dominion over the third heaven. Okay? Zero. The heavens of heaven belong to the Lord. Is it right? But the earth, that's it. But the earth, he has sovereignly given to the children of men. The earth, the earth, the dirt, the earth, he has given, God has sovereignly given to the children of men. He said to me, Francis, that scripture doesn't say the earth was given to born again believers. It was given to the children of men. Whether they are born again or not. He said to me, are those witches children of men? I said, yes, then the earth had no choice but to follow their lead. In the absence of your voice, the earth has to listen to the voice of the witches. He said, This is why many of my children, the land where I've called them to prosper, is instead spewing them out. All they do is struggle, nothing can work, because the evil ones have spoken to the land, get them out of here. I love the Lord, well, but the land is, is the land is vomiting you out. You know what? I'm tired of Oregon. I'm just gonna move to California, I'm just gonna move to California. Well, the only problem is Oregon is where your destiny is, but the problem is the land has been compromised. Brother? Are you with me, somebody? I flew to Germany after the, a year after the revelation. There was a pastor, a white pastor in Germany that flew ahead about my ministry, flew me with my wife to Germany. We landed in Dusseldorf. While I'm landing, God says to me, the land of Germany is trying to spew out my servant. I haven't even met the guy. The land of Germany is trying to vomit him out of Germany. Tell him about speak to the earth or he will lose his assignment to this nation. I get on the ground, what does he tell me? He said, brother, please pray for us. We are doing an amazing work. We have touched 10,000 couples in our marriage seminars, whom we have radically changed from all over Europe. But Germany is our base. It's where we have our church, 400 strong. We, we are, but the German government just told us, they're not going to renew our papers. We need to start shutting things down. So the land was vomiting him out. Wow. wow. But I don't know. God called me and my family to Germany. He came to us in Ohio and gave us, I mean, he began to recount all the things God said about him leaving Ohio to become a missionary to Germany. Now the land was vomiting. He couldn't understand. I don't understand what's going on. I said, brother, thankfully the Lord spoke to me. I said to me, "Gather your family." So he gathered his, his, his daughters, their their, their sons-in-law—about eight of them. They came in the house. I said, "Get me some dirt." What? Just get me some dirt. So they went outside the house and got some dirt. Talk to me, somebody. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And 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 and, and uh, the children were like, "Dad." Where, where did you get this man from? What? We, <laughs> we got some dirt. And I said with the family, I said, I know this may look strange to you. It was strange to me when the Lord had re- re- revealed it to me. Now it's normal. I said, I, when I was flying in, even without meeting your, your dad, the Lord told me that the land of Germany is trying to vomit you out. The one of the daughters was, had, been, had been trying to become a medical doctor, she had all everything she had to become a medical doctor in the most prestigious medical school in Germany, and three times they rejected her. Okay? So I'm sitting there over there. I so said, guys, I told them what, I, what I'm teaching right now. And I said, please, I know it's weird, please pick up some dirt. It's time for me to introduce you. It's time for you guys to be to introduce yourself to the land of Germany. The land doesn't know you. And the people and the wicked ones in Germany have told the land to spew out because your work is disturbing the work of the devil, and he wants you out. But God, was, so they so they all took some dirt, <laughs> and I led him in a prayer to speak to the land of Germany. I said, "Speak to it. It's alive. It's not dead. It's a living creature." Talk to me, somebody. See, you never treat something. You see, you're gonna suffer when you treat something that's alive. When if God treats something as though it, if God treats anything as though it's alive, if you treat it as though it's dead, you are the one who's gonna suffer. Because you are disagreeing with God. He knows what he did. So they began to speak to the land of Germany. I thought I said we have been through how many times? Three times. So speak to the land. Okay? Tell it to vomit your scholarship to this, to this college. You want to become a doctor in Germany. That's, your, that's what God told you. Let's do it. So we, we spoke to the land that night. Two days later. I'm still there, by the way. Two days. First, the miracle begins in America, then goes all the way to Germany. The brother calls the school, his college, university, he owed over $40,000 in, in student in student debt he calls the, the college and he says listen i'm just trying to make am kind of late i'm trying to make a payment plan for this month to kind of deal with what's left over of my student debt the woman says okay what's your the number blah, 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 blah goes in and the woman says well something is strange what is strange he says according to our records you have a zero balance and the guy says, no, 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 He starts arguing with the woman. He said, no, 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 no. Uh, just last month, I, he said, I owed so much. The woman said, sir, I cannot take a payment when our system says it's a zero balance. <laughs> <laughs> he says, so what, 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 am I, what am I supposed to do? She says, well, I guess we just go on and live your life. There's no debt. <laughs> so he's like, whoa. So now he gets excited. Okay, <laughs> because two days earlier we spoke to the land to reduce prosperity. He's like, "What?" So, <laughs> oh boy. So the sister now gets excited. She's like, "What now?" Remember, they went to two separate colleges in Ohio, not same college, different. So she owed another thirty-seven something thousand dollars herself. So she goes a separate university after the brother is so excited. zero balance, you know. So she goes because when we spoke to the land the, the, the two nights two nights prior, we spoke to the land to swallow any debts that were floating on their heads. I'll teach you about the earth's ability to swallow. Ooh! Listen, this revelation is so deep. If Jesus did not give me verse for verse for what I'm teaching, you'd think I was New Age. But the, truth of the matter mother, the New Age don't even know what they're talking about. The devil has shortchanged them and given them the short end of the stick. Because they worship what they are supposed to speak to. We don't worship earth; we use it. We use it. Talk to me, Samalin. Yeah. We command it to cooperate with what we have been called to do in the earth by the Lord. Yeah. So she calls. She got on the phone. I'm calling to pay my student loan. Okay, how much you want to pay? She said, "Well, I want to pay something." Okay, Watch your student number? They give us the number, and bam, they go in. Now, the loan officer said, "This is strange." She said, like, "What is strange?" He said, "According to our records, you just got a zero balance on your student loan. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean there is nothing for you to pay, because we don't know who did it. Maybe, the, maybe you might have a you you maybe you have a secret maybe you have a secret secret donor somewhere, but it's zero balance. So watch this now? Are you with me? Then the German government." immigration department calls them and receives the decision to deport them. They were trying to extend their stay by one year. The German government says, no, we just give you five years. They always only give them one year. This time, they gave them five years. And he said, "Oh my God, this is what you said." I said, "The land was about to spew you out, but it was waiting for you to speak to it." Are you with me, somebody? Oh, yeah. Are you catching this? Or well, let me give you two more things, and then I'm going to pray. I'll give you a couple of testimonies that will be, or more testimonies. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the Lord spoke to me said, I want you to, on your first night. The first thing, friends, I want you to do is unlock the land. Unlock the land. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Some of you, God has given you an amazing business, but the enemy is trying to swallow it. We're going we're gonna to shift that. The enemy wants to spew you out of business. Have you thrown in the towel. Where is this prosperity? Well, I'm about to tell you. Get ready. Even when I'm here, you might get a miracle when I'm here. This, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It, it's amazing how quickly God does these things when we speak to the land. Wow. Turn with me to the book of Judges 4. Now, if, 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 watch this now. If, what, and by the way, I'm using the King James Version because later versions of translators got terrified of the implications of the text That they began to water it down because they had no revelation for it. So some translators began to water down some aspects of of scripture because they couldn't understand it. Now, if I had not, if this was not, if this did not come from the Bible, you'd be like, what is this stuff you're talking about? Look at Genesis chapter 4. God is talking to Cain. What has happened to Cain? Cain has killed his brother Abel, is it right? And God comes to Cain because the blood of the brother is speaking, is right? But there's something in the conversation where God unveils other aspects of the earth that if God did not say it, you think this is crazy stuff or new age, but it's not. Okay? God says this, and the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? That is Genesis 4, verse 9 to 12. This is amazing. You're going to see this. And the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? Is that right? right. Verse 10. This is, now, this is God talking. Abel said, this is God talking. <laughs> and he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from where? The ground. But look at what God says in verse 11. Now thou art cursed from the earth. Thou art what? Cursed from the earth. Notice, God never cursed him. The earth cursed him. So there are cursers that come from the earth. Like the one that tried to kill me. Talk to me somebody. So somebody who knows how the earth operates... Talk to me, somebody. A witch can come by your business, take the dirt, and curse your business. And you think, oh, no, whatever. Mm-mm, she knows what she's doing. If you don't reverse it, the earth would have no choice but to follow the, the last leading voice. Because the earth was given to the children of men. So the earth, has done, the earth, by God's decree, has an obligation to listen to the voice of a man. By God's decree. Watch this now. God says this. This blew my mind. God says this to Cain. Thou art cast from the earth, which hath opened her mouth. I said, stop. God, this is, what that is Francis. What do you see? Her mouth. He says, the earth. First, the earth. No, she is a she, and she has a mouth. I said, God, why is she a she? He says, well, because she acts like a woman. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, she, she says, women and the earth share one thing in common. They both have womb. And he says, only a womb knows what to do with seed. Give a woman seed, she'll give you a baby. She'll take the seed and grow it into a form that does not look like the seed. Give the earth corn, it will produce, give the earth any seed, she knows what to do with it. They should give you give it orange tree, orange seed, she'll give you a tree. He said, Francis, that's why in the Bible the the earth and women are both addressed the same way. The earth is, the land was barren, the woman was barren. The earth was fruitful, the woman was fruitful. Oh God. Are you with me, somebody?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Are you with me? Yes. But then he said, that this is what brought me. He says, he says. but Francis, not only is the earth a she, talk to me, somebody. She's addressed by feminine article. Okay? I'm not trying to give the earth personality. Talk to me, somebody. But God, but what I'm trying to tell you, the earth, God treats the earth as though she's a she. She has feminine attributes. The woman is the mother of all the living. The earth is the mother of all living things. They are both mothers. So when the new age says mother earth, they are right. The difference, the difference between them and them is the enemy make them be worship the earth instead of, instead of what? Dominating the earth. We don't worship the earth. We worship God, but we dominate the earth. <laughs> and we use our womb to our advantage (laughs) oh boy come on somebody come on somebody listen don't bring Francis Mouse to your church unless you want to go deep I don't have any other messages that's why I don't go everywhere okay but you get You've never had anything like this in my life. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. So God said to me, the earth has a mouth. I said, God, she has a mouth. He says, I just told you. Right. <laughs> she has a mouth. He said to me, Francis, anything with a mouth can vomit and it can swallow. He says, I'm going to teach you the earth's the earth ability to vomit and swallow. Because you're going to use that to your advantage. She can swallow your problems, including your dead. <laughs> and she can vomit all kind of blessings on you. I'm going to show you. This is interesting. So I'm like, what? See, yeah, she has a mouth. And then, you know, I got stressed. I said, Lord, okay, I'm, I, I hear you. But God, you are God. You speak in the dirt is one thing. I know I did it. But Lord, <laughs> is, there, yeah, is there another human being in the Bible who spoke to dirt? And the Lord said to me, of course. Right. He said to me, Francis, who do you think I used to, to write the book of Genesis? I said, Moses. So he said, look no further than Moses. Because Moses saw me speak to dirt. You think he didn't learn? Who wrote Jesus 1? It was Moses. Moses wrote the book of Revelation. And you know how he wrote it? You know how he wrote it? He wrote it on the way to the promised land. When he asked God, I want to see your glory. And God says, no, you cannot see my glory. You know, but he kept saying, Lord, I want to see your glory. And God says, okay, you cannot see me face to face. But what I'll do, my glory will pass by you. And he said to him, I'll show you the yonder path. The yonder path of my glory is God and I'll hide you behind the rock. Because you cannot see me without Jesus the Rock hiding you. You can't. He says, "You hide behind the rock, and then I'll pass by you, and then you see my backside. You see the backside of my glory." What is what God saying? You look into the glory, but you only see what I have already done. So as Moses sat behind, and God passed by him, and he looked in the glory. He saw what God had already done. He started writing, in the beginning, God. How does a man who was not available write the history of the ancients when he was not even alive? There was no satellite. There was no recording device. He saw it in the glory. The glory showed him everything God had ever done. So in the glory, he wrote what had happened before he was born. He wrote the history of the world. Moses. So who do you think wrote who, th- who do you think wrote Genesis 1 verse 11? Can you imagine if you're Moses, you're writing, and you, then you see God just shows up on occasion like, what is he doing? And he goes to dirt. Ah. Earth, I want grass. Moses is like, what? You mean you can speak to it? Moses learned. You mean she's not alive? You mean I can speak to dirt? And get what I want out of her? So, gather me. I'll show it to you. Moses knew how to do it. Turn with me in your Bibles. you are going to see this. Because I'm going to teach you the swallowing part. I'm going to show you. Go to number 16. Are you with me, Sofra? Yeah. I'm almost done. We am going to pray. Are you liking this? <laughs> Since I'm telling you, after tonight, America is about, the land of America is about to li- rise and hug you. The land of America is about to work for you. You are never called by your father to struggle in this land. If anybody is supposed to be walking like a child of the king on the land of America, it's you. Why are you living a lifestyle of barely making it? Because the land has been locked against you. God sent me to unlock the land for you. I'm going to lead you in a prayer where together we are going to unlock the land for you. And watch things begin. to. I have had people who could not get a job to save their own life. Went in a meeting where I was speaking about speaking to the land, and I said, turn it to the the job you need. One guy did it. Within the same week, got three job offers, he had to choose one. He was so overwhelmed because over years, nothing worked. Just after speaking to the land. Like a day or two. Three job offers. I said, God, what do I choose? I said, whatever you want. I think you get, get and I said, God for the one that has the most money. All three. Wow. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Shh, let me show you something. Go with me to the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers. So Moses has a problem in the camp. The problem he's, ha- he's having is The sons of Korah have risen against Moses. They are saying to everybody who would listen, Moses cannot be the only leader. What what can we be leaders? So there's a serious insurrection in the camp of Israel making the country unmanageable for Moses. How many believe that's a big problem? Okay? So God said to me, I'm going to show you how how to cause the earth to swallow your problems. It's one of the assignments of the earth. She's supposed to swallow your problems. So, watch this now. Numbers 16, 28. No, Numbers 16 from verse 25. From verse 25. It's, but you've you got to see it. Please turn there or at least write it down because you've got to see it for yourself. This blew my mind. This was a, when God took me there, I was done. So, God, I get it. I'm done. And Moses rose up and went to Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. Watch. This is amazing. And he spoke unto the congregation, saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. Okay? 27. So they got up, They got up from the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan and Abiram on every side. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood in the door of their tents. And their wives and their sons and their children. Check this out. And Moses said, "The year comes. Moses said, I mean, remember that sounds, sounds very familiar to God said. God said, and Moses said, so if Moses is saying, then Moses is speaking. Is that right? But I want you to notice what he was speaking to. And Moses said, hereby shall you know that the Lord has sent me to do all of these works. That I have not done them of my own mind. Verse 28, 29. He points to this. He said, if these men die the common death of all men, that means if they die a natural death, if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But look at what he says next. 30. But if the Lord maketh a new thing, and the earth open her mouth, how did Moses know the earth is a she and she has a mouth? He wrote Genesis. He says, "If the earth can hear my voice and she decides to open her mouth based upon what I'm saying, to swallow these men to demonstrate I'm the only man of God in this camp." <laughs> he says, "Watch what he says. What he says. He says." if she openeth her mouth and swallow them up, anything with a mouth can swallow. So if the earth has a mouth, can it swallow? It can swallow. I said, God, what does it swallow? He says, every one of your problems, it can swallow it. If you know how to talk to it in faith. And then believe it. He said, if the earth swallow them up, Watch this. If the earth swallow them up with all that pertains to them. Now look what he's saying. I want to see how specific he was. He says, all that pertains to them. You know what that means? It means, I, I want the earth not only to swallow them as people. I want everything they own. I want the earth to even swallow their TVs. If they've got a Cadillac, I want it gone. And I'm sorry if you have a chihuahua. Chihuahua, you're going with your master.
0: Oh <laughs>
1: Talk to me, somebody. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Oh, oh, I want you to say how, how deep this is. He says to the earth, Open your mouth and swallow my problems. These are my problems. They make it difficult for me to be an apostle to the people of God. So, this is what I want the earth for you to do. Open your mouth. How did he know the earth could open a mouth? How did he know the earth could listen to a man's voice? Because he wrote Jesus and in the glory, God showed him the mystery of the earth. She's the living creature that can hear the voice of a man. So let it open up the mouth and swallow everything that pertains to them. I want you to see the level of intelligence that goes into this request. I mean, this reveals the level of intelligence behind the earth, what God designed that's almost amazing. Okay? Because he says, whatever pertains to them. What is it? He said to the earth, I only want you to swallow them and everything that belongs to them who are guilty. And by the way, the earth swallowed 23,000 people that night. That's a lot of people. That's the mega church. But here's the thing. Are, are you ready? That's what he says. He says, swallow them up, and they go down into the pit. Then you shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. Now, verse 31 is exciting to me. When the Lord was giving me this on my hospital bed. I got all of this on my hospital bed. Verse 31. And it came to pass. Ever say it came to pass? Come on, say it. it came to pass. Turn, turn to your neighbor as a neighbor. When you speak to the earth, in faith, get ready for it to come to pass. It came to pass. Are you with me? As he made an end of what? Speaking. It came to pass as he made an end of what? So he had been speaking to the land. He has been speaking to the earth. When he finished speaking, just like when God finished speaking, the earth brought forth grass. But in Moses' case, he wants the earth to swallow some people. They are castes. They are chihuahuas. Talk to me, somebody. I know. (laughs) are you with me? Watch this. It came to pass as the maintenance of speaking all these words, that the ground cleft asunder that was under them. What's this, and the Bible. This is the Holy Ghost writing this Bible. And the earth opened up her mouth. (laughs) The earth opened up her mouth. And swallowed them up and their houses and everything that pertained to them. How did the earth know the difference between what belonged to the guilty versus the innocent? (laughs) Do you know how many houses you have to swallow for 23,000 people? That's a lot of houses. And the earth swallowed every house, every car, everything they owned because... In other words, the earth swallowed, the Bible says it, and the earth swallowed everything and including what pertained to them. When I saw this, I said, God, am I seeing this? He says, you are seeing it's in the word. I said, oh my God. He said to me, everything that pertained to them, the earth knew the difference between the innocent versus the guilty. So imagine if your house was next to the guilty, you look in the next, oh, what happened to my... F- Neighbors, they're gone. <laughs> House, cats, uh, even, even their GMC, it's gone. Mobile home, gone. What happened? But your neighbors, what happened? No, the earth closed up her mouth and said to me, bye-bye, and went to the next one. Right. This is what happened. This, I'm telling sense. This, um, this blew my mind. I said, oh my God. I said, Francis, that's exactly what you're dealing with. A living creature you can speak to from a place of faith and dominion and worship move. He says, unfortunately, around the world, only the witches, are, only the devil's people are speaking to the land because my people are so heavenly minded, they never speak to the earth. And then they wonder why destiny is becoming difficult to manifest on the land. Because their enemies have locked it. You can go to church, but we locked your business. We locked that. We locked that. So we are in church worshiping, but frustrated because outside of that, nothing is working because the land has been locked. Exactly right.
0: yeah,
1: exactly. Let me give you a, test, a couple of testimonies, and then, Amen. Talk to me, somebody. Who was playing the keyboard earlier on? Someone was playing. someone playing the keyboard earlier on? Okay. If if there's a keyboard player, we can we can. You don't want to get on that keyboard, girl? <laughs> Just play something instrument. I'm, co- I'm coming to the end of it. Amen. <laughs> Anything you play is fine. Just instrument. Anything you play is fine. I've come to the end because we're about to pray. We're about to do a powerful thing tonight. Amen. Are you ready, saints? Hallelujah. Okay. Are you with me, sense Okay, so. So now, uh, I'm now listen, there is more to the revelation, get the book. But I want to pray, because I want to shift some things. But let me tell you something. What I, so, so I'm in Zambia, so when the download finishes, I am speechless. I'm like, oh my, I am awed by God. I say, God, you are a genius. And I kept Do no, Lord, you are a genius. You mean that's what you did to dirt? I always thought it was just an, some inanimate object, some soil. You mean the earth is alive? He says, she's alive and she can hear your voice. What are you going to do about it? I said, I'll start speaking. He says, good, but teach my people to do the same. But then he told me this. He said, Francis, how long have you been in America? Now this was 2015. I came to America in 1998. And he said to me, in 1998 when I took you from South Africa to America, how did I do it? I so, said, Lord, you came in a glory cloud in a car that was driving me to the airport, and all of us began to weep. The cloud was so thick. We couldn't stop crying. Everybody was in the car. Couldn't stop crying. The glory hit the car. I, he said to me, but what did I say in the glory cloud? I said, Lord, you said to me, go forth, for I'm sending you to America for you be an apostle to this continent, and I said, he said to me, Francis, how, how can you write your ministry? I said, Lord, tell the truth. I'm very frustrated because what you told me in the glory cloud, where you told me I'm going to affect America from coast to coast in a very real way. I'll touch Congress, I'll touch this, I'll touch this, I'll touch... This. You went through what I was supposed to do. He says, I'm very frustrated because I have seen trickles of that but not what was promised in the glory cloud. He said to me, uh-huh. He said to me, do you want to know why? I said, why? He says, because the land of America has been trying to spill you out. He said to me, Francis, you are frustrated because you are not where? He said to me, Francis, you should be bigger than where you are. Your ministry should be way bigger and more influential in America than it is now. But he said to me, but you can change it. I said, how? It's when you go home to America. The first thing I wanted you to do when you get to Arizona, I was living in Arizona at the time, is speak to the dirt and what you did in Zambia, do to the land of America, and introduce yourself to my country. Tell the earth in America, for your enemies have already locked you in that nation. Your land is locked. That's why America is not giving you its best. He it says, Go to America and speak to the land, prophesy to it, tell it to the least what I told you in the glory. So, brother. I flew to America. I got to the airport. My wife is my witness. And a a member of a a couple that were prophetic couple raised by Bill Harmon. They were prophets in the church. They were part of our church at the time. They came with my wife to pick me up at the airport. So they picked me at the airport. I I came in the afternoon about 3 o'clock. So that, you know, let's go and have some nice dinner. Welcome you. They took me to a fancy restaurant in Scottsdale just to welcome me they knew i'd been under attack they wanted to make sure i was fine so i get to the restaurant now mind you this woman doesn't know the revelation god has given me about speaking to the earth okay so we sit down and we're eating and all of a sudden she stops eating she said dr mouse i have a word from the lord but i don't know how to give it to you because it's weird I said, what do you mean? Well, it's weird because in my time as a prophet, I've never prophesied this kind of word to anybody, so I have no theology for what I'm prophesying. But it won't leave me. For two days before you arrive, the Lord kept telling me, when Francis comes, you must tell him he needs to speak to the dirt. He says, what does that mean? does that mean anything to you? I said, Gail, does that mean anything to me? I'm, in tear, I'm I'm tearing up now. Because now I knew that I knew the Lord spoke to me. This woman had no idea about the revelation God had just given me of speaking to the land. She had no idea God told me, when you go home, speak to the land of America and watch what happens with what I called you to do in America. 2015, my brother, after the restaurant, I went and I spoke to the land. I said, earth, earth, earth of America. Hear the word of the Lord. I'm Francis Miles. I did not bring myself to America. God brought me. So you cannot allow anybody to cause you to work against me. From now, you must open up your mouth. Swallow my problems but vomit, a whole lot of blessings. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm prophesying, now I'm in the groove because I know it's real. Let me tell you something. From that 2015 to now, my ministry in America financially, influentially has grown over a thousand percent. Over a thousand percent. I'm talking about over a thousand percent. From whatever... To push. After that, the Benin the, the were looking for me. This is I'm like, what? I've been in America. Benny has never tr- Benin called me on my phone. I'm like, Hello is uh, this? Brother, this is brother. This is brother Benny. Come and tell me something. I I don't know. Are you the one who wrote the book? The order of my kids? I said, Yes, brother, Pastor Benny. I want to know about this revelation. When can you come to California? And of course. You have to act like you're busy. Talk to me, somebody, man. For a few seconds. I said, let me look at my schedule. Talk to me, somebody. (laughs) You know that one. (laughs) Let me look at my schedule, okay? And here's what I'm trying to tell you. From that time, my ministry in America has never stopped becoming bigger each year. Without fail, Each year, we're bigger than the last year. Shh, guess I said, "Lord," he said to me, "Don't you like this? Is this is different." Yeah, and all you did was speak to dirt, and the earth, the land, has been unlocked. It's working for you. It's cooperating with your destiny. Doors upon doors, financials, partners from everywhere. We didn't ever. We used to have. I mean, I mean, we had maybe. We had a couple partners, maybe we could count them on two hands. (laughs) After we spoke to the land, partners come from everywhere. I said, God, what is this? He says, the land, there's nothing holding you back. The land knows who you are and she celebrates you. But he said to me, Francis, what you suffered, many are suffering. And they think it's me testing them when it's the land that's locked. Go open up the land for my sons and daughters. A real estate agent sends me money in the mail. And she writes a letter. She says, Dr. I know you don't know me but I cannot continue eating the blessings I'm receiving without honoring the level later. She said my real estate career was closing down. I could not sell a house no matter how many, how much we, we put it, we put it on display, we, whatever you could do all the real estate tricks used to work. He says, I mean I could not, I came to a point where I could not sell a house to save my own life and I was desperate. Because it was my only career. So I began to think, maybe I need to change career, find something to eat. Nothing is working. So then I bumped into a friend who had this little booklet by a man called Francis Miles called, I Speak to the Earth. He says, the title interested me, so I took the book and I could not put it down. And while I was reading, the Lord said to her, the reason you are not selling the land is because you are, t- he said to his daughter, he said to his daughter, he said, watch this now. He said, some of the land you are trying to sell is locked. The nice house, in the natural it looks like it's open. In the spirit, it's locked. So you cannot move it. So he told her, take this book. So she bought that. She went on Amazon, got her own copy. And she traveled with it. Here's what she did every time she put on a new listing brother she'll first go before she even puts the listing she'll go to the land pick up dirt and command it she would say I command earth 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 I command you to refuse to be sold by anybody else but me <laughs> <laughs> she spoke to the land say oh come on now <laughs> what, are you ready for this? <laughs> so watch what happens. Watch what, this is amazing. She said, Dr. Mouse, I am selling houses after houses. And not in the time it used to take me. And the only thing that's different is not my marketing skills. Is I'm speaking to the dirt. I says, okay, wow. Then another real estate agent you know, get out of the, I, I mean, I'm like, what, Lord? I never wrote it for the real, I said, God me, well, it makes sense, they sell, it. they sell houses, they're part of dirt. Watch this, one woman, she became the top real estate agent, became, I speak, one of the top real estate agents in Franklin and beyond, because she lives, I mean, everywhere she goes, she'll find her, she'll, she'll open up her real estate back, with, with soil samples from the different houses, she'll put in a little dress, I said, what is this? I spoke to the land here. Blah, 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 blah. So watch this. One time she went and spoke to this land. She, this was a $1.6 million house. Her commission was going to be about $80,000. So she was oh so she speaks to the dirt and I'm going to say, so when she brings the buyer to buy it, she finds the land. The house has been sold from under her. So she calls me, to the mouse. I spoke to the land. I just lost $80,000. I said, no. I I, I said, why are you speaking as if it's done? Well, somebody, he said, did you speak to the earth? Yeah, what did you say? I spoke to the earth, and I told it, I'm the only one who can sell this house. (laughs) I said, well, then why don't you just believe and stay calm and just believe she heard? I said, really? Yeah. Two weeks later, she's at a conference, my conference. She's wondering about that house. She gets a call from the... Watch this. She gets a call from the owner of the house. He says, hello. He said, yeah. She picks up the phone. She said, what's up? He said, you remember that that house? Yeah. That you tried to sell. Your your, your current wanted to buy. Yes. You mean the one that has been sold? He says, no. But forever, all the paperwork was in place the client wanted it but just this morning they said for some reason when they looked at the house again they just felt like it was not their house so they are passing on the offer so we thought do you want it and she said yes so she ended up selling it and making the eighty thousand dollars the house came back to her because she had already spoken to the land listen, this thing is real. This is powerful stuff. One more testimony and then we're going to pray. This happened about two months ago. I was in Maryland, and the pastor of the church in January, this happened in January, the pastor announced in December, on a Sunday in December, he said, hey guys, the the mouse is coming to our church and he has this revelation about speaking to the land, speaking to the earth. He's going to teach on it. One of the sisters in the church thought it was New Agey, speaking to the dirt. She got, you know, her religious spirit in her got offended. So she made a vow: I'm not coming to that meeting. I will not come to listen to this guy at all. She was upset with just with that. So watch this. This one is Sunday that the pastor announced I was coming to speak to teach on a spiritual earth. Monday morning, she wakes up in the morning to do her morning devotion the first thing the Holy Spirit tells her in a morning devotion is this. Daughter, yes Lord, I want you to buy Francis Mouse's book, I Speak to the Earth. She says, what? He says, yes, I know you made a vow. You won't listen to him. And he said to him, but I want you to buy his book and realize what he's going to be talking about. Okay? She buys my book. Amazon delivers it on a Wednesday. She gets it on a Wednesday she locks herself in the house to read the book. She cannot put it down. She's repenting for judging me. So, I'm sorry, Lord, I judged him. This is amazing. This is amazing. So the Lord said to her, okay, now that you know the revelation, it says, it says, what it says remember, your father died a couple years and left you some real prime real estate. But you, up to now, the title dates... To the land have not been found, so you have not been able to take ownership of the land, so you are not enjoying the inheritance. Said yes. Now, this land, prime piece of property, was given by a father to her. She lives in America, but she's from Ghana. So the Lord said, "So he said, Lord, "Lord, what must I do?" He says, "Call your mother. Tell her what to go and pick up the dirt from the land you have not been able to occupy because there's no title deeds for it." So the mother goes to the land, picks up the dirt, says, mom, brings up the dirt. She brings, takes the dirt, and then, then the daughter calls her. She says, mom, well, this may sound weird and strange to you, but trust me, this is God. Just repeat after me, do you have the land? Do you have the soil from the land? that dad left us, yes. Let's speak to the land. And so they took the prayer in my book, and she spoke to the dirt. Vomit. Lilies whatever the title days have gone. Two days, some of the two days. This land where the land is, there is a chief, a village of Africa has got. In Africa, most of the land is on the way that Africa operates, the, 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 the government does not own most of the land. Most of the land is owned by the chiefs. Okay? So the chief calls the mother to the palace. The mother says, oh my God, what have I done? She goes to the palace, and the chief says, something strange has happened. We were going through our paperwork. And lo and beyond, in going through some old paperwork, we found the title deeds to the land your dead husband left. Two days later, the chief said, we found it. We just wanted to give you the, the title deeds. The title deeds came back in two days. After five years of not being able to occupy the land because there was no paper to prove it belonged to the dead. Two days. The earth vomited the paperwork. Now they own it. Are you with me, somebody? And then, she never owned a house in America. God said to me, what are you waiting for? Speak to the land. She's not been approved for before for the land. She spoke to the land. Now, she's getting her first house in America. Immediately." the bank. Are you catching what I'm saying? So since I want to believe God wants us to do something prophetic tonight. So what I want us to do is I want everybody to come from your seat. Come and pick up some dirt and go back to your seat. But don't sit. Keep standing. We're going to pray. I'm going to lead you in a prophetic prayer because we are going to release your destiny. Here's what I want you to understand while you're doing this. That destiny is land sensitive. Destiny is what? Land sensitive, meaning no human being, including Jesus, could fulfill destiny without passing through the land. Pick up the dirt in one of your hands. Go back to your chair and just keep standing. And then we're gonna pray together. We're gonna go before the Lord. I'm excited. a Love you and appreciate you. Those that are watching online, do the same thing. Find some dirt outside your house. Go quickly. Get you some dirt. Because whatever you are, you are the land is about to shift. Okay? The Lord spoke to me in and said, Francis, witches know this. They can speak to the land. They know it's, she's alive. So they speak it only to lock it for God's people. They speak into it and curse the people of God from the earth. So you think, oh my God, is this generational. Some curses are not generational. They are earthly. It's the earth rising to fight you like it was fighting me while hoping I can talk and change the instruction. See, the earth is looking for the redeemed of the Lord to say so. Because you have a higher authority to speak to the land than any witch will ever have. Lord, because you're why because you are joined to the lord you can't get higher than being joined to the lord the witch is joined to the devil not to the lord so the only reason the only the only reason why the land can work against you is because you have not given the earth another voice to listen to so the earth has no choice but to obey these wicked children of men well not not from today from today, the earth is going to hear your voice. And your life is about to unlock. Talk to me, somebody. Amen? Get ready. Get ready. So let's, let's go before the Lord. Are you ready? Just speak this after me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, righteous judge, holy is your name, and greatly to be praised. You are not the God of the dead, but of the living. You said, if I don't praise you, even the stones can cry out. Because to you, Lord, everything you created is alive. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the revelation that has come to me tonight, letting me know the earth is one of the living creatures that you created. And I give you the praise for it. Heavenly Father, as I step in the court of heaven by faith, it is is to ask you, Lord, to unlock my land, to unlock America, for my life and destiny. Any legal right. Any legal right. Any curse. Spoken over the land. In order for the land to work against me. I am asking Lord by the blood of Jesus. That that whatever basis. Satan is basing his legal rights on to lock my land, hold my harvest, delay my prosperity, undermine my increase. I'm asking by the blood of Jesus that those legal rights be dissolved in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I repent. For anyone in for anyone in my bloodline who is guilty of defiling the land by committing witchcraft or spilling innocent blood or any other iniquity that would defile the land. I ask God by the blood of Jesus that you would cleanse me my blood and my bloodline. From anything the devil would use as a legal right to resist the earth from bringing forth my prosperity and destiny. In Jesus' name. Okay? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you created me on the earth. To prosper and advance your kingdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And anything that has been holding, that, holding me back. That is connected to the land. Would now be permanently destroyed. And my land of destiny. Would be unlocked. Wherever there is soil in America. The land of America will rise to bless me. She will bless me. She will hug me with blessings of the earth. She will hug me with open doors. She will hug me with promotion after promotion. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father. I also repent on behalf of this nation of America concerning the sh- concerning the shedding of innocent blood, especially that of aborted babies that the enemy has been using to cause the land of America not to produce her best. Heavenly Father. May the blood of our Lord Jesus speak over this land. May the blood of Jesus be the substitute for all the ills and blood that has been shed on this land. In Jesus' name. Okay? Okay, now now we're going to begin to speak to the land, okay? Okay? Amen? <clears throat> I want you to put your finger. Okay. Say, Heavenly Father, according to Psalm 115, and verse 15, it is written that the heavens of heaven belong to the Lord. But the earth, you have given to the children of men. But Lord, not only am I, not only do I qualify as one of the children of men, but I'm also the redeemed of the Lord. So uh, I represent a new and higher humanity the one that has been recreated in Christ Jesus. And according to Romans 8 and verse 19, all of creation, including the earth in my hand, has been waiting, travailing, until now, for the manifestation of the sons of God. Well, I'm one of the sons of God. And now, Lord, I'm about to take dominion. Lord, I'm now about to take dominion over the land, over the earth, in my hands. And the earth will have to move at the end of my speaking. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I release my faith that as I speak to the earth, She will hear my voice. Like she heard the voice of Moses. Like she heard the voice of God. When you spoke to the land. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, now point to the land, to the earth, and say, Earth, 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 I command you, and I charge you, right now, in Jesus' name, to open your mouth and vomit all the blessings of increase, all the blessings of prosperity that the Lord ordained for me to possess and enjoy here in the earth from before the foundation of the world. I shall elicit now, I shall elicit now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, earth, 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 hear these words of mine. I now release you this very moment from any demonic covenants, curses, or witchcraft spells that you have been brought into by the children of wickedness. Anything. Any, 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 any witchcraft curse that has come from the tune of wickedness in order to lock my land, I say, earth, 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 I now command you to open your mouth and swallow each of those curses. Swallow every, every problem that the enemy has engineered against me. Earth, 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 I command you even to swallow my debt. I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus to either swallow the debt or to vomit upon me such a deluge of finances that, that the debt will be paid off supernaturally fast. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Earth, 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 I now release you from any employment you have to the children of wickedness. As the earth, 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 you are no longer bound to their decrees. You will not be subdued by the evil words of these children of wickedness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bless you in the name of Jesus from your employment to the children of wickedness, and, and I now employ you for the work of God. As an earth, 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 from this day forward. You will rise to cooperate with my God-given destiny. In Jesus' name, I command you to open your mouth and swallow every demonic altar which is speaking against me and my destiny on the land in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Earth, earth, earth. Hear the words of my mouth and right now begin to release the good of this land over my life. Favor, divine relationships, businesses, investments, employment, physical health, and material prosperity must now be released into my life in Jesus name in Jesus name earth 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 you must now do your work of bringing forth the prosperity and the destiny that God has ordained for my life in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father as I've now spoken these words of faith to the earth, to the earth. I now live in expectation. I will live this place in expectation, anticipating that the earth has heard my voice of command before the Lord and she has taken the seeds of my words in a womb to bring forth everything i've commanded today before the lord in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Jesus. come on give god a shout in this house give god a shout give god a shout give god a shout give god a shout and watch hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. If you've never owned a house, speak to the land right now. Open your mouth. Talk to me, somebody. Amen. If you're looking for I mean, speak to the earth right now. Add add, add your own stuff to what I've told you right now. I'm going to give you a few minutes. If I lift up anything you want to speak, speak to the land. This is your time. It's under the anointing. Watch God move. Watch God move. I'm telling you, there will be testimonies. After testimonies, what I'm here. I mean, even after I live. This never fails. I'm telling you, I've been doing this now since 2015 for seven years. And there are hundreds of miracles. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, living God. I thank you, living God. I thank you, living God. That that their destiny is no longer locked. The land is no longer locked. I thank you, living God, that today the land has been unlocked by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I command you, I command heaven, the earth right here at the church to vomit. More students than this school has ever, than this school has ever had. All the men and women who are ordained to be members of this church I said to the earth, give them up right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they will come from everywhere in the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you and I give you the praise, Jesus. Give God one more shout, one more shout, one more shout of praise if you believe god is moving hallelujah now here's what i want you to do amen hallelujah i want you to take the dirt and put it back in the way you found it but as you put it but when you put it i want you to give god a praise when you put it back begin to give god a praise like you know the earth has heard and it's already working in your favor so bring back the dirt and put it back hallelujah hallelujah and give god a shout as you do it's got moved by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we release the miracles of real estate. Hallelujah. In this place, miracles of real estate. Employment after employment. Jobs and better jobs. Hallelujah, Lord. Promotions that have been held back. Hallelujah. Debt's have been swallowed. Can Debts have been canceled. Debts have been swallowed up in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Give God a shout as you put back the dirt. And watch God move. Watch God move in your life. You're about to be shot what God just did tonight. It looks simple, but it's very big. It's very big. It's very big. everything is shifting. Everything is shifting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. yanda. Sakayanda. Mandebo Sakaraasan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Now if you want to take some of the dirt to, to home with you, you can take a little bit if you want. Someone was asking, can I take a little bit of this dirt home? Yes, you can if you want to. Amen. I have people who take it in a, in, a piece of, in a piece of plastic and they put it on the altar at the home. So every time they are praying, they remember that the earth has been opened up for them by the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen. Tomorrow night, tomorrow morning and tomorrow night, I'm going to do a lot of praying for the sick. But because we are here tonight, before we close, if you need need the healing in your body before we close, I'm going to do that last. I want to come up here. I want to lay hands on you very quickly. But tomorrow tomorrow morning and tomorrow night, I'm going to really focus on praying for the sick and listening. But right now, I really thought God wanted me to unlock the land because I'm telling you, I can't wait to see what happens after this tonight. I can't wait to see. Amen. Now, by the way, if you want to give an offering into our ministry, they said you can just do it. I think they have a, they have a, uh, amen. If you have been blessed by the ministry and you want to give an offering, I'm sure that there's the offering envelopes and you can give in the ministry and that we truly appreciate it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, 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 if you want me to lay hands on you, you just, just come to the altar very quickly. Amen. Just lift up your hands to the Lord. Now, if, amen. I am that he led thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I send my word. Lift your hands. And healed my desert I am the Lord, your healer. Oh, yes, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. That he led thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I send my word, and He. See, you're being healed right now. You're being healed right now. She could tell you. See, you're being healed. I just saw you being healed. <laughs> she, he got you. He got you. Just go under the power. Just put her under the, on the floor. The power of God is on us, so strong. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's the power. Can you feel it? Come here and pray with me because you got the healing anointing in you. Let's do it together. Because it's already on you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for touching him right now. Lift your hands as we come. Amen. We're going to lay hands on you. God is healing people right now. Take the anointing right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, Father in The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is healing you right now. I see it all over you. You are being healed by the power of God. There it goes right through you. You're being healed by the power of God right through you. Right through you, right through you, right through you. Receive the anointing. Right now, that's the anointing. Thank you, living God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, God is touching you by your, by your spirit right now. In the name of Jesus. My God. Can you feel the fire? That's the power of God touching you right now. In the name of Jesus, receive the healing anointing. Ha <laughs> ha. Rabasi Kete Bobo. I see God healing you right now. He said, He's healing you. Whatever you're standing for, you've already got it. So God is touching you right now. But there goes the anointing. Touch anointing. Walk with me. I see God healing you. Some are come and stand behind you right now. Lift up your hands. You see the power of God all over you right now. You are being healed. Yeah, there. thank you. Thank you. There goes right through it. You're being healed right now. You are being healed. What are you believing? Uh,
0: whatever needs me really to
1: happy. The already on you. It's already on you. Fire and the healing. Tamela, where's had it at the book table. Here comes God. Father, God is. Tell the, the, the part of, I, I just want one guy to stand stand behind the people just one guy as i'm going there goes right through you are you ready to be healed okay are you ready to be real? what's your name don are you ready Oof. there goes right through you my god donny that was powerful my god are you ready because this was already on you the whole service my god i feel the anointing i feel the power hey shakara baba my god i feel the anointing you are being healed you are being healed say i am being healed I'm being healed. There it goes right through you. My God, there goes right through you. My God, your leg is being healed. There's something, God is doing a creative work. I see something creative happen with your leg right there. And you are also being healed. See, see how it's? What's your name? Karen, the Lord said, stop praying and just receive the healing. It's already on you. Are you ready to receive? See, I receive, Lord. The healing power just just drinking it like it's just just like just like, like you're drinking from a facet there it goes shake it down brother it's all over you power of god Power of god. what's your name dan come on dan whoo my god i feel that on dan my god dan that was amazing what's your name what lisa okay and the lord said not only am I healing you daughter but I'm also opening your eyes. Your, your eyes and your ears. For you're going to be like a seer. One that says clearly in the realm of the spirit. And then you, go, you also wanted to really hear from the Lord Christ so clearly. God said that is happening right now. But you're also being healed. Receive the anointing. You, it's already on you. <laughs> oh my God. There it goes right through you. You're being healed right there. My God. The power of God is so strong right now. Bam. There it goes right through you. sha ta ba 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 There it goes right through you. Right through you. Right through you. Right through you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Say, Jesus, heal me now. Touch me now. <laughs> it just touches you. The Lord says, I'm going, I'm gonna open up like never before the dimension of dreams for you. I see you having very Christal clear dreams. And God said, do not be afraid to speak them out because they will be, they will come to pass. You're gonna be a Joseph in the realm of dreams. But God is also healing your body. There it goes right through. My God, do you see that? He just like <laughs> my God, I sealed the anointing on you. My God, I sealed the anointing. Hey! brother, the power of God is on you. But said not only, is the power of God on you? My God said, son, I'm putting a fire. In your heart, like you've never had before. But I'm putting the mouth, I'm the spirit of Elijah on you. So you're gonna be a fire starter like Elijah. There'll be there's a prophetic anointing on you that's being activated. Oh, Rabbah! and I feel the anointing. My God Hallelujah. tomorrow we'll pray. We're gonna really pray. I went to pray for you, right? Amen. Tomorrow we're gonna really pray. We're gonna really pray for a lot of people. Amen. I didn't touch you. Get up your hands. Okay. Amen. Tomorrow morning will be at 10 o'clock. Amen. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. What's your name? Nathan. My God, God says, do not consider it strange. Your name is Nathan. For you're going to be a prophet to business leaders. You're going to be able to speak the word of the Lord in the marketplace. God will give you an ability to prophesy to business leaders in a very unusual way. Okay, but there's a knowing coming upon you. There's a healing coming upon you. There's a fire coming upon you. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, Man, I feel God. I feel God. Is up your hand. switching your name. Sean. My God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. <laughs> Sean, I said, the Lord, the Lord says, it said that you are, you are truly a man after God's own hand. And the Lord said there's been some losses, but God is going re- to begin is- has issued an order of restoration over your life. And you're about to see something that were taken away from you, brought back by the Lord in a, in a way you did not even expect. But the day touching you with a fresh fire, and it's also touching your body. If you believe this, receive this. My God. Shekereboshat. Father, thank you Jesus. What's your your name? Stephen and and Lisa. Wow. Thank you Jesus. The Lord said you're going to be like Priscilla and Aquila. God said I'm giving you an ability for a team ministry like never before. Uh uh, God, there will be I mean, there's 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 a level of complimenting each other that is just going to be so supernatural. But God is releasing upon you a new fire, and there's also healing taking place as well. Receive the anointing right now, as I listen on both of you, by the power of God. and give God a praise. Let's give it all praise offering. Now guys, tomorrow, 10 a.m., we'll be right here. Tonight, I'm going to go to my book table, and I'm going to be signing books. Please get as many, I speak to the earth books, not just for yourself. Buy a couple and just give them away to people because you, you, you have no idea how many people you're going to bless who may be struggling because their land has been locked, and we can unlock it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for coming tonight. I'll see you in the morning. But, I'm gonna, but in many of you, I'll see you at the book table as I go to sign books over there. Pastor Doug, thank you so much for having me tonight. Amen. Well,
0: we'll see you here tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. If you want to save your seat, you can. Just leave something there and no one will mess with it. So God bless you and have a great evening.